0: The Lion and Tweed walked to front center of the concrete stage, just under the lip of the blue canvas roof that read, in white capital letters of some Times font variant, Peacemaker's Stage. He looked out over the small group of people who'd assembled for the show, and smiled thinly as he did before starting class, as if to say, Oh yeah, I'm here, but don't worry about me, just act like I'm not here. Although I will be speaking eventually, and you'll want to pay attention then. He assessed the size of the audience. A pretty good turnout, he thought. He was pleased. Mutton Red was in the chair behind him, to his left, tuning his guitar.
1: Can you hear me? <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: You want to use those, two? not use those two? You want to use what? those two? What? Those what? The mic's No, we still aren't record. Okay. Are we recording right now? Uh, in- indeed, yeah. The lion's chair turned slightly toward Red's but mostly out to the audience, was empty. There was a small table next to his chair with harmonicas, and off to the right, the recording equipment and the old Fender Blues Junior. The lion took a deep breath and pushed his diaphragm into his stomach in anticipation of projecting his voice over the crowd. Hello, the lion said. Welcome to the Lion and Tweed and Mutton Red, live on Peacemaker's stage. I am the titular Lion and Tweed, and this is Mutton Red, an American guitar playing hound. Now ladies and gentlemen, please join me in welcoming Mutton Red. There was a Cooter song, telling the story of a guitar-playing cat named Buddy, who befriends a fiddle-playing mouse named Lefty. Cats and mice are always told that they hack the enemies, but they don't. Buddy and Lefty become friends and travel together for a while. That's just like our story. The line began to tell the story to the audience. Red and I met at the foot of a railway bridge over an American river flowing south, like the Shenango does through downtown Binghamton. It was a warm summer afternoon, a bit later than now, the sun lower in the sky. I've been walking for a few days. I was heading over the bridge to the north. I was going to cross it on foot, hoping that no train would come when I was halfway across, like that scene in Stand By Me. That's when I heard Red playing his guitar. He was playing Coding by Buffy St. Marine. I knew the song, so I hopped off the tracks. Began to sing. The song was finished. Red looked the lion up and down. I don't think I've had the pleasure, Red said after a moment. The lion introduced himself. I was just walking by when I heard you playing. I hope you don't mind that I joined in, he said. No, no problem at all. Got a nice set of pipes on you, Red said. Thanks, and you know your way around the guitar, the lion offered. Red nodded in response. I'm Mutton Red, or Red for short, he added extending his paw, and the lion took it hesitantly in his. What are you doing around these parts? Red asked. Just traveling through, the lion said. Me too. Red said. Where are you headed? He asked. Uh, the lion began to fidget. He didn't want to say. He trusted the hound instinctively, reinforced by the musical rapport, so it wasn't that. Rather, it was that he didn't care to admit that he wasn't really sure where he was going. I'm, uh, he said finally, going west. He shrugged to indicate the vagueness of his desire. Red nodded. I hear you. I'm familiar with that kind of trip, he said. Why don't you have a seat? The lion looked down at the ground next to Red and looked out over the river and at the train tracks heading across the river to the west. I could stand to take a load off, he said. He sat down beside the Red. Thanks, he said. Red shook his head. What do you think about playing some songs tonight and then getting two tickets on the first train head west in the morning? Well, I don't know, the lion said. He hesitated a moment. I don't have that kind of money. It's not that kind of ticket. The lion cocked his head and looked at him a long time. Okay, he said, not changing the focus of his eyes. I'm in. He extended his paw. Glad to make your acquaintance, Mr. Red. Red took it. Red, just Red is fine. Glad to meet you. The Lion looked out at the concert audience and said, and we've been harmonizing ever since. He turned to Red. How about we play Moonshiner for these folks? Another one of those songs we played on the day we met. One of my favorites, Red said. Red put the capo up on the fifth fret and it began to play on the riverbank of the Shenango as the sun settled behind the far western hill. Hi, this is the references section of the podcast. Thanks for listening to the Line and Tweed and Mutton Red live at Peacemaker's stage playing a song by Buffy St. Marie. This is the references section of this episode. Buffy St. Marie is a Canadian tree singer, songwriter, musician, composer, visual artist, educator, pacifist, and social activist. Throughout her career in all these areas, her work is focused on the issues of indigenous peoples of the Americas. This is Wikipedia speaking. Uh, Wikipedia also shared the following. She says that uh, she found out that President Lyndon B. Johnson, who's president at the time of his presidency, wrote uh, letters on White House stationery praising radio stations for suppressing her music. Um, we covered Buffy St. Marie's coding on this podcast. Uh, Scott recalls Buffy St. Marie from Sesame Street. This is her performing Cripple Creek on that program in 1975 with two voices and a homemade string instrument.
2: Ray, do you know what this is? This is a mouth bow. Mouth bows are being made by people all over the world for thousands of years. It's one of the oldest musical instruments in the whole world. It's like a drum. It's found all over the world. If you want one, you've got to make it yourself. I had to make this one. Listen to what this sounds like. Hey, I got a gal at the head of the creek And I'm going up to see her about two times a week Kiss her run the mouth, sweet as any wine. Wrap herself around me like a sweet potato vine. I'm going, going up Cripple Creek, going in and run. Going up Cripple Creek, have a little fun. Going up Cripple Creek, going in a world. Going up Cripple Creek, to see my girl. Creek's wide and the Cripple Creek's deep. I'll wait, oh, Cripple Creek, Creek for I sleep. Hills are steep and the roads are muddy enough. Well, Not so dizzy that I can't stand steady. I'm going up Cripple Creek, going in a run. Going up Cripple Creek to have a little fun. Going up Cripple Creek, going in a whirl. Going up Cripple Creek to see my girl. Think of that, Fred. <laughs> <coughs> Not bad, huh? I like you too.
0: <laughs> We'd like to thank everyone who came to our show. If you kept your postcard-sized program of the event, you'll notice that the story on the back of the postcard was the opening of this podcast. Mm-hmm. We'd like to thank Pat and Connie of River Reed Books for their support and River Reed itself itself providing us with chairs. That was great. We look forward to having another event like that on Peacemaker's stage. We'd also like to give a shout-out to the mayor of Binghamton, or at least uh, whoever mm-hmm. managed this Facebook page. Um, We'd like to thank Joshua B. of BingSpot, Joshua Bonair on Twitter, at Joshua Bonaire, uh, and Nancy Duelling of the Press Sun Bulletin, at Nancy on Twitter, uh, for coming to the show, and in Joshua's case, taking great pictures. One of the pictures provided the template for the image which accompanies this podcast. Speaking of which, I'd like to give a shout out to Winston Roundtree, who does the visual art for this podcast and has since the first episode. When I first imagined the line of tweet, I imagined him was drawn by Winston. Winston writes and draws an excellent webcomic subnormality, which you can find at http colon slash slash viruscomics.com. That's comics with an X. You can see his art on display at Orion Beauty and Balance in downtown Binghamton. Good. We'd also like to thank Mark Urban, marquee99wordpress.com. Sorry, marquee99with3es.wordpress.com for making a short video of the event. Links to these pictures and Mark's video are available in the show notes at http://thelineintweet.com/slash episodes/slash. We'd also like to thank all our friends who came out to the show: Wendy, Nadia, and Brian, Melissa and Pumpkin, Seth and Emily, who can be seen on the right side of the front row in the image of the show, Dora and Saul, who can be seen on the left side of that same row, and especially our wives, Kelly and Emily. And special thanks to Emily for managing the recorder and taking great pictures. Finally, we'd like to thank you, the listener. We sincerely hope you enjoyed this and welcome emails at at thelionandtweed.com or red at thelionandtweed.com. As Graham Clark would say, if you like this podcast, tell your friends. That's how we grow. Now.
1: Please stay. You're welcome to. It's free. We'll make it worth your price of admission. We hope. It's not Carnegie Hall or often. We're just two guys playing folk songs. <clears throat> Welcome bikers, picture takers, four-legged furry people, walkers by, fellow guitar players. Uh we are not the Rolling Stones, this is a song that Rolling Stones.
0: Why don't you just talk a little bit? Okay. Um, mm. I wonder what will happen to Mutton Red. Will he have an identity crisis? <laughs> will he Indeed. rename himself? Will he go the full Don Draper and start a new life in a new town wow. with a new wife wow. and new kids and a different dog? <laughs> Wait.